Dear listener, I'm sorry the past few episodes have been mixed poorly. Greg had actually important shit to do and Randy had to take over. This is why they asked Greg to join in the first place, but I guess we all need a little reminder once in a while, because as the great philosopher once said, you don't know what you got till it's gone. I'm happy to present to you a properly mixed podcast. Enjoy. For breaking soccer news, for insight that excels, for expert analytics, you better go somewhere else. Portland Betty Soccer Podcast. Enjoy it now, cause it probably won't last. Bitches poop, they cover it all, they'll discuss everything except football. Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Hey, turn off your fan. Sorry. Uh, Turn off your your fan, Jonathan. It's off. Turned it off. All right. Welcome to season three, episode 10 of the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. My name is Greg, and I am coming to you from Northwest Portland. Hey, it's Randy. I'm from Northeast Portland. Hey, it's Jonathan from Northeast Portland. What's coming up in this episode? We got uh, reader mail and fail back. Fail back. Fail back. <laughs> reader mail and feedback. We've got uh, Colorado and Houston reviews. Um, this is going to be another no edit episode or extremely minimal editing. Um, we're going to talk about the big signings at LAFC. Um, and we're going to do our game predictions for Nashville and Seattle. Sounds wonderful. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about some Tibbers games, too, because I forgot to put that up there. And maybe we'll talk crap about Josh because he ain't here. Uh, it was Josh his birthday doing? yesterday. Happy birthday, Josh. He's down in L.A. doing birthday things. And I think he's <laughs> going to a Dodger game. And I think he's going to El Trafico. I think he's probably just sitting outside uh, of LAX waiting for his new favorite player, Gareth Bale, to arrive. Mm. Let's, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This (laughs) This is a really good start. I'm really digging this vibe. Listener feedback from Steph on Twitter, who I got kind of mad at her for coming at us hard. Uh, She said, we claim to cover Portland soccer, but we never talk about the Thorns. And we don't really talk about the Larks either. Jonathan? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, Steph, I, I believe that to be a very fair call out, even with your screenshot and your uh, circling of the all things soccer in Portland. And we have very clearly focused on the Timbers. And so uh, I will say, uh, let's talk about Sophia Smith and her two goals versus Columbia, which were badass goals and assist from Rose Lavelle. Uh, I can't wait to see what she continues to do with the Thorns and the U.S. Women's National Team. It is not an intentional snub. Uh, I think we are all just hyper-focused on uh, being frustrated with uh, the Timbers front office and uh, everything else. But it's a fair call-out, and I think Randy agrees, and that we will eventually do a very specific Thorns podcast. Uh, What? Will we? (laughs) Yeah, why not? I mean, I'm not saying why not. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I actually like meant episode, not like a specific, yeah. like separate podcast, but like an episode dedicated to thorns. I actually meant to talk about the last two thorns game on the previous episodes because those were two. That was a four zero and a six zero blowout, and I just spaced it. We were trying to get out of there so fast. In in the past, we've tried to talk about the thorns, but we're we're not 
we're even worse at talking about them than we are at talking about the timbers. So we're um, perfect about everything, Randall. Jesus. Yeah. Is Red Smoke Radio still around? <laughs> the fact is that, that we don't know no. is like, I think, uh, is an example. If Red Smoke Radio is still around, that is an outstanding Thorns podcast. And if you don't listen to that and you are a Thorns fan, go listen to it. Mm-hmm. All right. And All then right. on the second bit of on... feedback was the Larks. So uh, the the episode title was misleading, uh, not intentionally. We actually fully intended on discussing uh, the Larks, but it was after a recent string of very poor losses and what, what I might call drama in the in the supporters group. Uh, <laughs> and um, and so it kind of just didn't get the the oomph and enthusiasm that I thought was going to happen. So do you, are, do you, you notice are, a I, do you notice a theme here? Everything that we're doing wrong that the listeners are calling us out on is stuff that we uh, do not intend to do. That's our go-to yeah. excuse. It's not intentional. <laughs> yeah. We just didn't get to it. You guys, yeah. you guys meant to wish Josh a happy birthday. You just didn't get around <laughs> to it, right? Yeah. No, dude. Yeah. I don't give a shit about Josh's birthday. He can eat a bag of fucking. Never mind. Um, uh, was gonna say. So, Steph, you are very correct on um, uh, on those two bits of, of calling out, uh, although. Never intentional, but uh, but fair feedback, and definitely love it in public. I like it when it's on Twitter. Um, so the other thing that you said was in relation to Deuce Juice, and you are correct. I do remember them making the Deuce Juice, and Who's I them? do remember uh, Three Magnets Brewing from Seattle. Right, and and why is she talking about that? Because we were highlighting them as a beer or a beer that I said was good or that I was reviewing during the last pod and only to make Mark Prince metal happy. And now it's pissed off somebody else. I saw Mark Prince metal at the match and uh, he tapped me on the shoulder and said, when am I getting my next beer review <laughs> today? He's getting it today. What? Um, doesn't Stephanie ever have any, anything nice to say to us? No, <laughs> not in public anyway. No, <laughs> she's like, no, does I don't even think she likes any of us in real life. Um, I think she just puts up with us because we're at least somewhat funny. Um, yeah, Deuce Juice, uh, that's got to be the worst name ever for. for for any kind of anything that you put inside your body. Here's a can of carbonated <laughs> diarrhea. Yeah. Like, like for once, I don't even have to make a joke about poop because it's already made itself. Um, uh, but, oh, but in fairness, I did have deuce juice. It was a good beer. Um, uh, I forget when that ever came out, but uh, I, their, their, their beer last week was good. So I'm, I can't really be too disappointed. It's okay. Clint Dempsey. We love that nickname that you gave yourself. It's all good. <laughs> Yo, did you see that fucking chode when he was doing broadcasting and he wore a camo like suit jacket? Yes. Yeah. It was, it was kind of like, wasn't it kind of also like a, like the cut of a tux jacket, tuxedo jacket? Yes. Sort of? Yes. It was cut weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a Boy, that broadcasting case. team is that broadcast team is painful to listen to. They're they're really bad. That yeah. jacket was the deuce juice of evening wear. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the deuce juice of evening wear. I, 
it just when someone like that walks into the room it's just you smug fuck like it it just <laughs> so stupid uh, but anyway, so Randy, now I'm really. So you're saying he should have wore cargo pants and uh, cargo shorts and like a muscle tee. Yeah, and like a Bud Light. Uh, Fake Oakley's like on the back of his head. <laughs> second most punchable face in Texas behind Ted Cruz. There you go. So hey, Randy, which my neighbor? Yeah, what's going yeah, on? With my this? neighbor Aaron across the street. He's he joined us for a couple of those outdoor sessions we did. Um, yeah, he says you guys are mean to me. <laughs> I, I think he's I'm talking spe- specifically about me probably trying to, to get my music review out or my music choice out last week, and you guys wouldn't didn't want to hear it. Did any of you guys listen to it? Did you guys listen no. to that track? What? You, no comment. No, nothing. I didn't listen uh, to it. Really know it Jesus, sucks. man! Come I on. did listen to it. I don't really remember it. All right. Right. I don't know if that tells you anything. I, I, it was fine, I guess. <laughs> it was better than Deuce Juice. Uh, okay. As soon as, soon as it came to the song, I turned off the podcast. So, which uh, next, that leads us to our beer review. Um, yeah, hey. I'm going to review. We need, we need a jingle. We need yeah, a jingle, yeah. Greg. Next time, uh, Greg. All right, I'm on it. Beer review for Mark and literally no one else. Okay. Uh, Polliner, I think I'm spelling that or saying it correctly. I'm reviewing uh, Polliner Grapefruit Rattler. Um, I myself like a Stiegel Rattler. That's a great summer drink. Uh, It's pretty low in alcohol. You can drink about a million of them. It's not super sweet. And uh, so I gave this one a shot. Um, These guys have been around since 1643. So you figure they probably know what they're doing. it's okay. It's a little bit. Uh, what's oh? Does everybody know what you guys know what a Rattler is? What the 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 strict definition is? Yes, like I am a big food. fan of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I I've heard you talk about them before. Well, no, it's a te- technically it's. Um, I mean, it depends. There's there's conflicting definitions out there, but technically it's supposed to be a a lighter beer mixed with some sort of fruit juice or fruit soda. And but a shandy is a specific kind that's it's supposed to be made with lemonade or lemon soda. But you kind of sometimes hear these two uh, mix used maybe incorrectly. But sometimes they'll be like it's a raspberry shandy or something like that. But technically that would be a, ra- a Rattler. Anyway, uh, so the Polliner it's pretty good. It's just a little bit too sweet compared to the Stiegel. Um, it does have more alcohol. It's only two point five, so it's not a lot still. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, I couldn't handle it straight. So I had to, and this is going to make a lot of people shudder. I had to, I had to have it over ice. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, I would have just mixed it with whiskey, but okay. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, it was too sweet, a little bit too tart. Um, if you like, enjoy a good light Rattler, I would, I would say go with the Stiegel over the Polliner. Oh, all right. So you have a, a clear recommendation. Yes. Oh, Stiegel. They've been around since uh, 1492. So they obviously know a little bit more than Polliner. Is that when Columbus uh, discovered America? I guess. Polliner started in a monastery. It's one of those uh, breweries that started a monastery and then the local brewery guys got peeved. And so they had to go into business. 
For the record, I really obviously understand that uh, Columbus did not discover discover America. I thought it was pretty funny. It didn't quite work out, but we can just move on. I'm glad. Yeah. For the record, can we? Yeah, for the record. Okay. All right. Josh from Westland. <laughs> it's a, he like I will say like he is a pretty good segue machine because he says something so awkward that you have to segue like there's no silence with Josh. Uh, yeah, he's more he's like a segue alarm. Yeah, it's like it's oh this must be time to change topics because uh, Josh said something completely unintelligible. So speaking of Josh, who probably missed all of these uh, Timbers games, let's talk about these Tinder games. Dang, two games, six points. What team am I watching? Yeah. You're watching the team that we thought one a, a draw away at the Galaxy was a bad thing. Hey, I just want to point out that, again, uh, you guys have been really down on the Timbers as of late, and all I try to do <laughs> is roll in with positivity. And, I know. And it's just like... It's, it really frustrates me when you guys get to like enjoy in these wins when all you've been is a curmudgeon. Yep. Portland blows all of our predictions out of the water with a 3-0 win over Colorado on Saturday. Ooh. Who was there at the match? What did we predict? I was there. I think I said 2-1 loss. I definitely went with a loss. Yeah. Meant. Mental podcast note: Put the predictions in next week's episode. Oh, you've said that oh, so many times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a good idea. Um. Yeah. So right. I was there. Well, I was. I was in Key Bank. What? Yeah. I had a, thanks and thanks to a generous benefactor who shall rename nameless, even though his name is Jonathan Schmonathan Schmonathan. <laughs> So my biggest question is, so you made it to KeyBank Club. Yeah. Did you catch Rich? Did I catch what? Rich. Like, did you get like a brand new like Amex platform? Oh, like, did I catch left? Rich? I thought you were yeah. talking about, did I catch Rich, the the ship, the chef from the Timbers? Oh, no, no, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> I came down with a bad case of Rich. It's infected my entire wallet. What the hell? Yeah, I can't, so yeah. weird. I have an Amex Platinum uh, in my wallet all, sudden, all of a sudden. All of a sudden, I had a retirement plan. (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, I could afford to get a checkup. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that episode of Bob's Burger where he puts on the the dead guy's really nice suit and starts getting treated totally different around around town. Doesn't have to pay for his parking tickets or anything when he wears the suit. Yeah. Yep. That's just like how uh, Clint Dempsey gets treated differently when he puts on his camo jacket. Exactly. Uh, Jonathan, your favorite player. Knees go to with a brace. Wow, guys. It. So I really wrestled with that when I was watching from the 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 television and being excited that uh, you know Knees Gota had a great game. Uh, it's a flash of brilliance, just like it was a couple years ago when he was coming in as a sub and would touch the ball once and score. But I still don't think that game will have made an overall difference in my opinion of Nisgoda. I would love to be wrong. Anyone okay. Your opinion of Nisgoda is wrong. <laughs> Why? He has always been good, but he's not the guy who's going to create something. You put him at the end of something and he will finish it. The problem is he hasn't had the kind of support he needed 
Like all of his assists. Wait, are so all now you're in these go to apologists. <laughs> I have been all along, bastard. Yay! Go back and listen. We have the receipts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, dude, you do not have the receipts. He said he was he does. fit for this. I said he's not a fit for the system. That doesn't mean he is a poor striker. All of his goals before came from Blanco because Blanco was the only person who could create anything. (laughs) One of his goals last night, who'd it come off of? Bill Tuoloma, another guy who has been snubbed by Gio over and over and over again until Larry's couldn't play because he got yellow card accumulation. And, oh, what's that? Bill Tuoloma's good, actually? Yeah, take a lesson (laughs) from New Zealand, Gio. No, he's good as good. Christ, Greg, you've been saving this up like standing. It's like you just let out a fart for 45 seconds straight. <laughs> oh, it felt so good to do it too. I hope you enjoy the smell. Uh, he, I mean, he needs, he had, was it like the over the top pass that he would bring down with his chest? Like, yep, yeah. right, right. Yeah. He did that at, um, I won't skip ahead too far, but he also did that at Houston. He just didn't wasn't able to get the shot off because of different things that happened. So he's totally got that skill set. Um, he just needs to get things delivered to him. Yep. So he 100%. is oddly faster than I thought he was uh, watching him run. He is for his size. Very, very quick. Yeah. Okay. But I still don't, I still don't think he's worth a designated player slot on this team. Okay. Okay. How many? All right. So wait, because now uh, Greg is changing his tune. Uh, he has not. I got to stand by Greg on this one. Mm-hmm. I've, he's he's always sort of had that that opinion. He, um, it's not new. Nope. Check the receipts. Yeah. <laughs> so, how many goals do you think Nizgoda is going to score in the regular season? One more. <laughs> 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 What's he up to? Like five, three. Anyway, he'll he'll finish he'll finish close to ten. He won't pass ten, but he'll finish close to ten. Okay. Yeah. And no, that's not the numbers you want from your DP striker. But again, it's not Nizgoda's fault. It's Merritt's fault. It's our training staff's fault for not being able to keep our people healthy. It's so many other issues. It's not on Nizgoda. All right. All right. Greg. Um, That's like a you're like the you're like the Lindsey Graham of this podcast right now. <laughs> you're just picking and choosing whatever side's winning. Me, Ma, get me a warm glass of milk. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> so here's another question I have then, too. And they were talking about this on the, the broadcast, which was uh, Geo again, takes out Nizgoda on two goals. And you're just like. Really? Like you really can't just leave him in, let him finish the full ninety, and see what happens. Like give him a chance for the hat trick. Just what? Well, why? How soon did he take him out? How long did he last? Uh, I don't. <laughs> Journalisms. Yeah. I think Mora just... did the last like what fifteen minutes oh, maybe. No, he did. I think Mora 20? came in at five minutes left in the game. Oh, um, there you go. Yeah. Uh, no. All right, now I'm looking. Now I'm looking. Jaroslaw Nizgoda. Uh, of course, does the not say, say the the timestamp of uh, this sub. Oh yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by NordVPN and Google. <laughs> 
<laughs> he came out in the 83rd minute. Um, oh, there you go. Okay. So, but it's still just like, uh, I, so the, what they were saying on the broadcast was that Gio was saying, well, I have to manage three games in nine days. So I don't want to tire anyone out. I'm going like, like seven more minutes is going to be the make or break point. He's got five goals. <laughs> he's yeah. got three goals, Randy. No, he's got five. Nope. Fake I'm looking news. it up what on the I stats. Side. Nope. Don't care. Stats <laughs> don't matter. He's, yeah. he's, he's tied with bill as our top scorer. Jesus, that's so awful. Um, uh, I again, Bill Tuiloma, I think, will end up being the fan favorite of the year, just playing every position and playing every position well. So, this is Bill Tuiloma is um, Espria of last year. This is yes. his uh, career highlight season for are, MLS. Are we making yeah. supporter player of the year predictions right now? I, I think I just did. Oh, I think yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, all right. If, yeah, I can see. That. I can make an argument for maybe three of them, three three different players. But that's a good one. Wh- what are your other two? Uh, the other two is uh, Moreno if he keeps up his tear, and we'll get to Moreno's yeah. night against Houston shortly. Um, and the other is uh, Eric Williamson just because of his return and. Uh, if he gets more minutes and keeps bossing matches like he did in this match against Colorado, Christian Paredes came out in what was that the 24th minute mm-hmm. with his hamstring injury. Eric Williamson immediately comes in, bosses the entire midfield. Uh, he had one of those assists that needs Gota got on the end of and finished. Uh, yep. You could say like, Oh, that was just a tap in. Yeah. Well, you know what? You still have to be there and you still have to put that there. ball there. Yeah. Yep. We saw uh, Aspria miss how many tap-ins over his tenure? So, yeah. He's never uh, missed a single tap-in, right? <laughs> yep. Well, not not when he's shooting them over his you know shoulder <sighs> while he's upside down. Uh, but, yeah, Eric Williamson is my other argument. Uh, okay. But we'll see how the rest of the season goes. Yeah. If Bill Tuiloma doesn't get it, it's stacked. It's a, it's a sham. Yeah. Well, should we move on to the next game? Yeah, this let's was do actually it. A very exciting game. Yeah, Greg, tell us a little bit about the the game. The but you know before it started on Houston. Wednesday evening, Portland Timbers beat Houston Dynamo for the <laughs> second match in a row, winning two to one. Dynamo, Dynamo, Manamana. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. What do you want to know about? Greg, I want to know about the TIFO that has made, not even sarcastically saying this, national headlines in terms of news. And I, I believe you were you were a part of this unveiling. I was one cog in a machine of many it takes to pull these things off. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. Our first TIFO of 2022 was uh, the Pride TIFO. Uh, our friend Amy Cothran was the designer uh, it featured a character from a popular independent video game who was also a queer icon, May Borowski. And it referenced Stonewall, and it uh, basically said, hey, we're done with your rainbows and butterflies. You're going to fucking listen to us. Um, there were two sticks that highlighted every anti-LGBTQ plus bill that is either on the ballots or 
is fighting to be passed or has already been passed in the United States. And I'll tell you guys, seeing it's like 160 something pieces of legislation, seeing them all written out side by side, lined up, that is sobering and scary. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't, I couldn't see the two six to see what was on them. That's, that's pretty good. They were <laughs> just the names of uh, the bill. So the state that it was, that the bill was uh, right. on the ballot in and then the name of the bill itself, like, you know, house bill 182 or whatever. Yeah. I, I um, could tell there were numbers. I, we couldn't see from behind. We thought they were, were statistics doing, dealing with something, but the, that's pretty good too. There were 18, two sticks and each one had five to six pieces of legislation on it. So do the math. Um, it sucks to be in America right now, guys. I don't know if you pay attention to the news, but Dude, I, it's it's a weird time, and I uh, obviously have been discussing all of the stuff going on, with, like the Supreme Court and Roe v. Wade being overturned, and the shit that Clarence Thomas wrote in his opinion, and Die in a things fire. they could <laughs> overturn. Like it really, it, it it's an odd time, and. The, you know, I watch, uh, I even still watch Bill Maher on HBO, even though he's a jackass, Um, but he has some really good political pundits on. And it's just like um, Donald Trump is essentially still legislating this country, even though he's not in charge because he got to pick the Supreme Court justices. And this is like like a full generation of America that will be governed by what is at one point the crazy right wingers. And, and also because Sleepy Joe won't put more mem- put more members on the Supreme Court, he won't expand it. Ah, dudes, I was talking about this too, and I. So how do I explain this? So this goes back to Michelle Obama, and she said, "When they go low, we go high." Like implying that we will be the moral high ground and do sure. the right things, but. The problem with that mindset is that we're now getting the shit kicked out of us and we just lost and we're going to lose even more, which is why I think this TIFO representation is even better timing where it was like, we're, we are going to fight back. Uh, We are going to figure out how to win and do that. And I think that was very well represented in uh, in in the artwork and and well done on Amy. Um, yeah, a good comprehensive. Um, now that I know the entire contents, a uh, good comprehensive concept for it. Um, yeah, it's the the playing field's not level, and w- <laughs> the fact that they wouldn't let us wouldn't vote on they wouldn't even vote on the Supreme Court that judge that oh, yeah, uh, Obama sorry. forwarded. They wouldn't even vote on him, uh, and then they let. Then they turned around and hypocritically did the exact same thing. Did the exact same shorter time frame. Yeah, yeah. That's all Mitch McConnell, um, who is the third most punchable face in uh, in the this recording of the podcast. I would, if I saw him in real life, I would knock out all of his remaining teeth. There's a sticker. 
going that uh, diesel fuel prince made it's a picture of, it's a photograph of mitch mcconnell and he looks he looks like kind of it's an actual photograph and he is reminiscent of the the face melting nazi scene in um raiders of the lost ark <laughs> just because his face is so decrepit but uh it's, it's just a black and white photo that says die already <laughs> yeah i i grabbed one of those stickers um uh, I know the exact one you're talking about because that's where the PVSP stickers were made, and they were sitting yeah. there on a uh, on a shelf. So, but that, Randy, back to your what you were saying, and then I went and made it back to soccer. Uh, but back to the whole Joe Biden Supreme Court. Do we expand the Supreme Court to balance it out? And I, what do you think? Do you think we should do that? Me, yeah. I mean, we <laughs> you we have to. So if we have I to, mean, we I, have to do that and then hope, hope that we have some sort of return to, I don't know what you call it, decorum, where you don't just, where you're not just saying one thing and doing the blatantly doing the opposite thing solely for the advantage of a, of a party. It's an um, absolute joke right now. There is no legitimacy to the court whatsoever. The five justices that are making the decisions are the puppets of – I mean I'm going to sound like fucking Josh here. But they're the puppets of a Christian nationalist agenda who are picking and choosing what the states get a say over and what the states don't get a say over. Yeah. It's transparently – uh, misleading and disrespectful and uttering complete bullshit. You know, you asked me three years ago if we need to expand the court, I might be really wishy-washy. But at this point, like, no, we have to try to add credibility to it and then f- fix what led to this in the first place. And, well, obviously, I, and w- when the last two appointees f- flat out lied in their uh, – Depositions about not depositions in their confirmation hearings about respecting uh, precedents and and in the case of Amy or whatever her name is, being able to disassociate her religion from her um, legal uh, decisions. And basically it's 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 a farce. So, yeah, we need to do something. Yeah. So I think stacking the court with uh, liberal justices won't give the court any more legitimacy. Uh, I think it's okay. going to make it even worse. But I think that's the that's the that's the last pill that's on the table. We don't have anything else. Well, I mean, you don't have to. Yeah, I mean, the guy that the guy that Obama nominated wasn't wasn't essentially very liberal. He was just kind of you know middle of the road. So we, we just have to get it back to middle of the road. We don't have to get it to. Um, stack it like they have. Yeah, I just <laughs> I can't believe I, I can't believe I'm advocating for middle of the road. It sounds great. Yeah. I'm like, where's Mitt Romney right now? Um, you guys uh, want to uh, dial it back, or you got something else to say, Jonathan? Uh, just one other thing that is probably not appropriate to keep on the podcast, so I'll save it. Okay, okay. Uh, really quick before we move on on the TFO, the last thing I want to say, um, a sports writer named Ann Peterson uh, tweeted the video of it going up, um, and that has, I think, officially gone viral as far as MLS terms are concerned. Uh, combined over 7,000 retweets, about 30,000 likes, um, and it's gotten recognition from the game developers uh, who explicitly tweeted... Uh, we, uh, I'm not going to get this exactly right, but, uh, 
We fully support the inferred axe related violence. <laughs> um, they have reached out to say, like, this is amazing and we love it. And there are dozens of news outlets uh, posting about it, including Vice and Eurogamer, all picking up this TIFO and talking about how a uh, indie gaming darling became a queer icon and now she is in the football world so all right yeah we're pretty proud of it that's good yeah dude that well done. has to be a patch <laughs> i'm i'm sure i'm surprised somebody hasn't hasn't uh well it, in any case if it is it's something that uh npo should do yeah definitely yeah so anyway cool anything else uh, we'll talk about the game. Yeah. Yeah. I really what was like the, Steve Clark. What was the deal with him? Compl- I, I didn't get a chance to read that, but he had some sort of beef with, with Ivatich or. In a, a pregame, it was a couple days before the match uh, in a press day. Um, they asked uh, Ivatich his feelings about going up against Steve because, uh, you know, they were on the same team last year. You know, Ivichis right. has been around. And Ivichis was like, I don't think about him. Like, no. <laughs> and I guess when we played them in Houston, Steve refused to shake his hand before the match. Do we know what that was about? Whoa. Not a clue other than Steve Clark is maybe petty. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> or, or do you think <laughs> you think they, when it came in to negotiate his contract, they, they, they had a... Ivicic in the room with them at the time. And the guy's <laughs> like, ah, I'll do it cheaper. <laughs> it's just, Maybe. Um, I didn't yeah. even know there was any beef. Where, where were you seeing this? Timbers released that. That was tweeted by, um, who's that Ryan guy who lets Gavin interview himself. Uh, he oh, tweeted that yeah. and a link to the video. And I think that video was on timbers.com as well. The, it was the, in like the official presser. What about the part about no? I mean, where did you hear about the um, part where he wouldn't shake his hand? Is it same same place? Same. Okay. All right. Huh. Yeah. Steve Clark, dick move. <laughs> Dude, do better, Steve. Like that's yeah. not yeah. that's not showing Jesus's love. <laughs> he won't take a pentagram patch, but he won't shake a man's hand either. So go figure. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it was fun chanting "Dodgy Keeper" because a lot of times when you dance chant dodgy keeper at a guy like you know what's his face from rsl oh the young kid no the old god bless it romando nick romando i'm having an yeah ar aarp moment um jonathan you're like my my joked aarp and find out yeah (laughs) against all relevant punk (laughs) against all redundant punk Oh, 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 did you just think of that? Or you've been saving that. You had that in your bank, didn't you? I had, I had to have it tattooed on. I had to have it written on my in case Greg ever brings it up. <laughs> um, so forget. No, no, yeah. against, so I'm we, against all Randy's punk. There you go. When, uh, yeah, when you chant dodgy keeper to a guy like that, you know, you, it's you know, your heart's not really in it because he's a good keeper. But like Steve Clark, he is sometimes a pretty dodgy keeper. So. The second goal from that game that we scored looked like he should have saved it. Yeah, it did. Not not from behind the goal. Oh, oh, really? 
Yeah. From behind the goal, there was no way in hell he was getting to it. Uh, I think, was it... Uh, he curved Eric it. That, was it Eric that stepped over and left it yeah. for Moreno? Yeah. 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 Eric stepped over, left it for Moreno. Steve has no idea where it's coming from, and Moreno just buried it with an outer curl to the left post. There yeah. Was it, no he, way Steve was getting He to starts it. that shot outside of the post, and he has to curl it. He has to shoot in and curl it in. That was a fantastic shot. All right, all right, all right. From the TV angle, it did not look... Um, unsavable but you get you, you gotta the judgment you gotta look at the the behind the goal shot the other angles make you it look, look at the behind the goal shot um uh so speaking of that goal the darwin Quintero's goal against us eva chich that Ooh. was a first of all that was a that was a great shot you know he hit it perfectly he knew what he was trying to do and he did it and he executed it perfectly but is that was that just to, is that the end of the story, or was that bad positioning on Ivicic's part? Maybe he shouldn't have been out that far when there was nobody out in front of him. I, from watching on TV, uh, that looked like uh, like a goal of the the week. That did not look like an Ivicic blunder to me, but it was more just seeing how impressive that shot from Cantero uh, was. He he was out pretty far, and that's the only reason that that was able to, to get in. Well, I mean, aside from the fact that it was executed perfectly, if he had been back on his line, that wouldn't have gone in. Houston had a yeah. lot of great shots. If that yeah. ball moved a couple inches, this would have been three to Houston easily. Yeah. But we also had a lot of yeah. good shots and if it could have been five to five, one or us. Yeah. And we had some stalwart defending from the aforementioned Mr. Tuoloma. Uh, a lot of, I mean, a little bit dire and scrappier than you want to see. Like, you yeah. don't want to see people panicking in the box. But when they had to, <laughs> they came through. I mean, that's pretty much our MO for like a whole decade now. <laughs> it's like, oh, we have, okay, it looks like we're defending pretty good. Oh, God, what's happening? And then, <laughs> and then it's like, holy cow, we made it, we made it out of this, or else it's just something really horrible and it goes in. We skipped right over the opening goal, which uh, was a penalty taken by Moreno. What did you guys think Moreno. of that when Moreno stepped up to the spot? We figured it was probably because uh, Clark hadn't seen him take a lot of penalties, and so he didn't know which way he was going to go. Oh, that makes sense. Did anybody Actually, else have make sense? Did anybody else have the thought where I was like, I swear to Christ, if Steve saves this after <laughs> losing that PK shootout in December? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, scary. It was a little scary. Um, yeah, I thought I, that's I, I thought that was a good, good move um, for Moreno to get him on the scoreboard again and uh, to mess with Clark a little bit. Uh, that was a chippy that game, man, that game was super chippy, even without all the, you know, once that guy decided to start calling the yellow cards it was it was like raining raining yellow cards so many yellows i think that was like nine or seven of them is unreal how many yellows there were um but yeah before we get into that we will talk about the yellows um was i gonna say oh yeah so penalties taken moreno buries it Steve doesn't even dive. It just comes in so hot and fast. Uh, and less than a minute later, I know the Moreno's smoke was still going. Bomb. The Whew. smoke was still going. We were still doing our celebratory chant. Um, and then the log hadn't been cut. 
the log hadn't been cut. Yeah, Joey ended up raising two logs at once yeah. instead of one. Um, and the whole build up to that goal, what was that? 18, 19, 20 passes. Yeah, that was just phenomenal. They were all one test pass passes. Uh, we already talked about Eric's leave. That is where the Timbers want to live. And it's when we're there, it looks so, so, so good. And when it's not, I think that's why we're losing so much. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, who was it? Did we talk about this episode, or was it someone else that's saying that Timbers are only a, a counterattacking team? Last episode, that was we me. talked about it. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I mean, I, I that's still a huge part of our repertoire. Like half of our attack is a counterattack, it seems, but um, not all of it. There is nothing more beautiful than Diego Chara hauling ass down the center of the pitch against two center backs. Oh, that feels so good. And he had a couple moments of that uh, last night. They just didn't we, come off. He, um, Like I mentioned with Nizgoda, he had a couple of those long pa- passes over the top where he managed to chest it down uh, against another guy and, and, and get control. He had one specific, another one specifically this game where um, a, it was a ball into the box, and I think if it hadn't have been Clark, he might have gone for it. He just kind of let him have it, but it, I think he could have gotten to that. Um, you guys know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, I think I do. Yeah, uh, I was a little bit surprised he didn't try to make some sort of play. I mean, it was late in the game. I think that we were up to zero at that point. Maybe he felt it wasn't worth potentially getting injured or hurting somebody. I don't know. Steve Clark, so, suck it. I hope you enjoy those hot summers. Go ahead, Jonathan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Eat shit, Steve Clark. So, <laughs> interestingly, I, I mean, that is like a, a counterattacking team because looking at the possession, they had 61% possession. Wow. I didn't realize it was that high. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. At is, half, it was like 51 49. <laughs> Yeah, so we gave them the ball, and obviously, like like you know, with the red card at the end, it becomes their game to to try to take. But um, like that is definitely designed to like, hey, let's see what happens defensively, and 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 we can attack on the counter. We'll do it. But yeah. when we went up to zero, there was a period of time when when um, Houston kind of didn't even try to to go f- into our half to get the ball. They would just kind of stand around and watch us pass it back and forth and, and then sort of really lazily go up. Um, I think they were trying to wait for us to make a mistake and do something. Yeah, and if our guys did not have the ball at their feet, they didn't even chase it. They just let Houston have it and yeah. kind of stayed compact, um, which I thought was really weird. I was hoping with Santee scoring twice in 60 seconds – uh, we would push hard and try to make it a four goal match, and I was screaming Moreno hat trick in yeah. in the thirtieth minute. But what t- when when did he get subbed out? Like seventy or sixty? Seventy? Yeah, earlier than we would have liked, but he still he had plenty of time to get that hat trick if he wanted one. Um, I mean, not if he wanted one. It's... He probably wanted one. I yeah. Mean... Um. It... Are we talking about yellow cards? Are we talking about the shitty ref? What's going on? Yeah, I want to talk about the shitty ref because I wrote this as my joke. And if, Randy, you have to have this cut from the episode, I, I that's fine. But that said the referee should get a pregnancy test because he was awful loose with that yellow card. Um, that was 10 yellows in the game. 
And some of them that he called probably shouldn't have been yellows. And then there was a ton that he did not call that should have been yellows. It was it was super odd to watch on TV. I've never been more mad at a ref in a game that we were winning. <laughs> the That's... yellows he was pulling. Even Houston, even yellows against Houston, I'm screaming, what the hell is that for? Yeah, and yellows, two, at least two times he called he called fouls and stopped play when we had it. We were at a clear advantage and he did not like, you know, our yep. guy with the ball moving towards the 18, you know, and he stops the play. Yeah, that happened at least twice. I remember one later in the game where uh, there was a foul and it was worthy of a yellow, but the ball was falling like six yards in front of Nizgoda uh, coming up to full speed right in front of KeyBank. And there were only two defenders. And I was like, you know, Jimmy or Diego get in the middle. That's going in the goal. Nope. Ref blows the whistle, stops play. Yeah, that guy's garbage. You can let advantage happen and then come back and give the yellow card. It happens every goddamn day. Yeah, happens all yep. the time. That guy was terrible. So, What's his, What was his name? No clue. I, I asked someone else and nobody knew. Shitty, shitty ref, I think was his name. <laughs> <laughs> um I think we can look on the internet and um, uh, call it out. But also there was one that I I feel was a very clear red card, especially with the, the replay. So I'm not exactly sure how that didn't get a red card. Um, and it was the Houston uh, defender, I believe. And it was a straight from behind two footed scissor tackle and yeah, on the yeah, sideline. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it it didn't look dangerous. Like, it wasn't like an intentional, like, studs up, like, I'm going to try to snap this person's leg. But it was, by the letter of the law, should have been a red card. Uh, they didn't They didn't even look at that, did they? Because it went out. There was, a, yeah, they, was that the one where, where we got a corner instead and they didn't do a, there was no rec, um, VAR recommendation or anything? So VAR was checking that play, uh, but they did not have the referee go look at it. And so whatever he had called, which was a yellow card uh, on the field, I, again, it was like, I think Ridgie was saying it on the, the, the broadcast that like, I, that's clearly a red. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. All right. <laughs> I think that even if VAR recommends coming to look at it, they don't have to do that. It's still their call whether or not they look at it. Yep, that's correct. Because that, that sounds up. Maybe this guy was trained by Penso, who <laughs> never don't question my authority. <laughs> um, huh. What else? Something else happened. <laughs> well, I mean, it, again, it was. It's it's fun to have a shitty ref when you still win the game. Yeah. And I remember that when I used to play outdoor soccer and there was like a uh, a ref that was clearly friends with the other team and they were just not calling anything. And more so like it was like rec soccer. So it's definitely right. not worthy of hurting someone. And we ended up losing 
four to three or whatever it was. And I said to our, as our team captain, I was like, are you going to like submit a complaint to like the, the league about this? And he's like, no, because we lost. And it's going to look like we're complaining about a loss versus um, complaining about something. He's like, if we had won, I would definitely complain. Hmm. And so in this moment, it's fun to complain about the ref because we still won the game, even with the red card. And we even still look dangerous with the red card, except for Espria, that- who I cannot figure out at this point this season. <laughs> The, we had uh we were doing a pretty good job of like of having like putting on a clinic of time wasting efforts there was a lot of really good time wasting going on you know just sort of not going but uh, every once in a while there would be an opportunity too good for those guys to pass up and then they would end up taking a shot we those guys beating the timbers would end up um straying from the time wasting philosophy and and t- trying to take a shot yeah i I excellent like management, and I would say uh, credit to Gio on the subs as well, taking off the offensive players, moving to like almost yeah. a straight up five man back line. Like you have to you have to sub off all those guys with yellow. So we, I mean, we're already going to be down yeah. to Aloma for the Sounders match, and he had to protect those guys with yellows. Yeah, I'm sure he wanted to yeah. pull Zoop off because Zoop got the first yellow of the match, but then when Bill got the red. You know, the second yellow is like, oh, I guess I guess Zoop has to stay on. Don't get uh, red off yourself, bud. That was kind of bad yeah. from Bill. He should have not. I mean, I, I didn't get a look at the replay. I don't know if it was a, actually a yellow card worthy foul, but with a guy handing him out so easily, you got you to. It, it was I, it was yellow card worthy, but you could say borderline. But if if he hadn't called it, you would have said like, Ooh, that could have been a second yellow or should have been a second yellow kind of a thing. And I, but the first one was not worthy of a yellow whatsoever. Like no, again, like the second yellow should have been his first. Agreed. But this goes back to the same conversation that we have about Van Stanken. Um, is that you have to know better when you have a referee who is dropping cards, uh, uh, like candy it it was absolutely ridiculous and but in that moment bill has to know that you can't take that type of chance because again now he's out for the next game how was van rankin's performance today he had a really he's been doing well lately since he came back i yeah that's like two games in a row where i was like okay all right van rankin you got this shit figured out maybe three I really i read somewhere yeah. that that could have been his last match as a timber like this was uh, the last match under his old contract, huh? Yeah, it's um, that is true. I read that as well. Hmm. So he's he's what? not resigned, or he's he's gets called back, or what? Out. We'll find out. Or, yeah, they haven't announced it yet. What do you guys think? You think he comes back? Um, man, I don't know. No, no I don't. So we just deal with what we have until we pick someone up in the transfer window. You think they have someone lined up in the transfer window? That's my bet. Um, I think we keep him. Well, Jonathan, give us a name. Who do you want to see come in as our starting right back? Uh, Emerson Royale. Uh, no idea who that is. I was being sarcastic because he plays for Spurs and has just came from Barcelona and is going to get traded to someone else or uh, transferred to someone else. Like, there's no chance. I, I don't know, dude. I, I don't have a good answer. I just know that 
uh, Van Rankin isn't consistent enough to be a starting right back for a team that should be challenging for, you know, a playoff spot uh, and uh, in a knockout tournament, obviously to MLS Cup. I just he's too inconsistent and a liability uh, with cards. And I can say the same thing about Bravo, but I feel like Bravo at least brings a more consistent game. Uh, and Van Rankin just sometimes looks completely out of place. Bravo hey, had a great game. Bravo had are, a great game. We are challenging for a playoff spot now. We're we're all of a sudden in eighth. Yeah, that's the whole lovely thing about parity in MLS. We still have like two games in hand on most teams above us, so it's um, or we play oh, yeah, two more true. games, so it's not it's not amazing. But it's again, it says something that I mean, just a, a couple of wins and you can you can turn it around. And Randy, you did call it out. You said this is about the time of the year when the Timbers do uh, do pick it up and, yeah. and maybe we'll change the fortunes of the season. That's yeah, that's not my nugget of wisdom. I, I may have just repeated the same thing everyone says f- for the last five years. So I, I Greg, didn't watch the keep- match. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't watch the match. I just sold patches on the internet for extra money. Um, who do so, we play? <laughs> there was a match. <laughs> so, what about you, Greg? You keep Van Rankin? Um, really yeah. hard to say. The recency by. Go ahead. So, uh, clarifying my answer, I don't think necessarily that we should keep him. I think we will end up keeping him, though. Yeah, I think we end up keeping them. I think whatever deal they've been working on for the transfer window probably falls through um, because Gavin Wilkinson is bad at his job. Um, (laughs) The recency bias is strong with me because he has been good of late. It was earlier that we were all pissed off at him. And I get it. The recency bias is not a good, uh, you know, thermometer for checking the temperature of how things is things are but i don't know man like if he stays on i wish him the best like i'll root for him yeah of course i mean like he he has flashes of brilliance and if he could play as consistent as he has the past two games then we wouldn't even be you know it's like you never talk about diego chara he's not the star on the field but he's consistent pretty much every game and that's the uh, the thing that like with Van Rankin, no. And so here's the next question before we were already at an hour. So we have to, well, no, only 53 minutes, not bad. Cause we started late. Um, if you were going to make any changes in the transfer window and say that you didn't have, like if you were going to drop a DP uh, or if we had another DP that was available, uh, what changes would you make considering it starts very soon? Who are you asking first? Uh, Greg, go. Uh, even though Nizgoda's is on a tear, if Blanco gets hurt again, that's done. His output is it's going to dry up. Um, I say we need another striker that is like Mora to fill the gap while we're waiting for Mora to get up to full strength. Um. You think you hire a guy brand new to come into the team while we wait for more to get back up to full strength? Maybe alone? 
Kind of, by, yeah. by the time that guy gets in and acclimated, more should be up to full strength. Well, I mean, it's the summer transfer window. So, I mean, you're only going to get half a season out of whoever it is. Yeah. We've and had I'm... really good summer transfer window signings before. Like, Adi that year was insane. Liam Bridgewell was insane. Like, was you Brian Fernandez get... a summer transfer? No. I don't think, I don't he, think was. he was. Mm. <laughs> he loves cocaine. Um, the, um, I, I really just, uh, so I think we, I would make two changes. I would definitely get a new right back and I would, um, I would let go of knees Gota, And so I'd have a, you know, a, like bring in a legit level DP striker. Like more is really good. Don't get me wrong, but he's also still not, you know, when I think of a DP in MLS, it's just not. It's not he's not good enough for that. Like I, we need him. We don't need a Gareth Bale uh, and we're never going to get, you know, some crazy, you know, like major international. But it just we need something that clicks. And again, a much more solid right. Back. What if we what traded these go to what if we traded these go to to San Jose for Jeremy Abopasi? Oh, I would take that in a heartbeat. Heartbeat. Huh. Uh, I, I can't. I don't know what to, I have. I have a headache. I can't. I can't, think, <laughs> I can't think straight about That's this. Fair. So I don't know. So I, the last part of the game that we have to discuss, outside of the amazing win, the amazing um, tifo and whatnot, is the who are the two dudes that climbed up on the roof? <laughs> are you, I'm looking at that picture right now. That looks terrifying. How do you even get on the roof? I think you get up from one of the side. Um, I don't know, man. I have no idea. I don't want to know. It just the whole thing is looks terrifying. I think they climbed up from the street on what is that 18th? Because one of their backpacks is solid black. Like You're not getting in the stadium through the metal detectors past security with that black backpack. Oh, oh so did they just like I mean unless grab you grab onto the steel and climb it like a ladder? Unless it's a I mean you you put that you can put that thing inside a, a clear bag and bring it in. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You know, or if it's yeah. if it's a cloth one, it's collapsible, right? You take everything out, put that stuff in a clear bag, stuff that in there too. Um Yeah, that's just wild. I didn't I didn't even get mentioned on the TV broadcast. And then when someone was posting photos of it online, I was like, what the hell? Yeah, I man, I don't think someone climbed in from the street on the other side. That would be too insane because you would people would have spotted them. You know, that's not like a two minute climb up. That would have been, you know, there would have been pictures of that happening because it would have been they would have tried to stop it. I, I thought they I heard that they climbed up from like one of those side pillars. Hmm. Um, regardless, you guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> I, you think is, that gets gets you a ban from life for the stadium, or or a one hundred fucking percent? Yeah, and probably charge criminally if they yeah. caught them. I mean, depending yeah. on what they were doing or who was up there. I mean, I don't know how people can get on the roof. That's just uh, it's yeah, crazy. If, if being a pitch invader wins you a free trip to the precinct in the back of a cop car, that absolutely does. Um, I, it's, that kind of stuff is dumb and whatever. I, I mean, but I, it's kind of cool that somebody did it. 
I, I think it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> the bad thing is, is now we're going to have to, now we'll probably see some aspect of the architecture changed in some hideous fashion to prevent that from happening again. Yeah. I, I think it was super fun. I, I still think it's stupid, but uh, definitely fun. Kind of like when supporters groups fight each other, it's stupid, <laughs> but it's fun to watch. I will say there's been two huge signings in the past uh, week for LAFC with Gareth Bale and Giorgio Cellini, if I said his name correctly. If you if you didn't say it correctly, Steph will tweet you how you're supposed to say it. Because <laughs> Steph Giorgio... always has the nicest things to say and is only has positive comments. <laughs> Giorgio Chai Lenny uh, from Italy. Uh, so, so the Gareth Bale conundrum for me is I love Gareth Bale. He was a huge Spurs player, and I went to a, a match in Madrid and saw him play for Real Madrid right when he had moved over. And uh, he, when he came on loan, not this past season, but the season before to Spurs, like he actually played really well, and he's clearly crushing it for Wales. And uh, the fact that they got him on a TAM contract is absurd. He's on TAM? Yeah. TAM. I did not know that part. That's yeah. why do you think that is pay cut? Cause he's, he's riding pine. Um, I mean, but still, so it's gotta be a rumor, pretty big pay cut. Yeah. I, I mean, he was making ridiculous money and that's like one of the things is like they were trying to uh, transfer him, but no one would pay the fee. Um, and he's like, I will just play golf. Fuck it. Um, like I'm making so much money. Like, why would I walk away from this? And um, so he's on a Tam, contract but there is an option uh for an additional 18 months or something so basically finish out this season and then play another season and a half cac always feels where if he takes the option then he will move into a dp contract okay so that makes like sense he is knowingly taking the hit because he specifically wants to play for wales uh at the world cup and this will keep him in shape playing competitive, you know, and if he ends up having a good time and likes it, then he can stay, but then we'll definitely get paid real money. Like he is one of the best players in the world, regardless of like his last two years of crazy at Madrid. Uh, when he played for Spurs and actually was uh, starting because he had a couple of run-ins with Jose Mourinho, uh, it, he was on fire. Like it's, he's one of the greatest players ever. I cannot believe that he's an MLS and I'm really pissed that he's playing for LAFC because I hate them. Uh, and I hate uh, their fans. In the newsletter that went out today, even hate Josh, their fans, AKA Josh. Um, Josh nothing. Sucks. No, rant. <laughs> MLS called in their newsletter today, Gareth Bale to LAFC, a Ferrari like signing. And uh, yeah. my response to that is it's because he's expensive and breaks down if asked to perform. Ferrari like signing is an outstanding troll, though. Do you know where yeah. they probably got that? from? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What is that from? That's like a Hugo when... versus. No, yeah. it's from a few years ago when Zlatan was playing for the Galaxy and he right. called himself a Ferrari among Fiat's. Oh, is it okay? Oh, I thought he, I thought it was a Ferrari right. among Yugos. That's funny. Among Fiats, he yeah. they were totally trolling the galaxy with that comment. Hmm. 
Well, that's yeah. actually funny then. But I, I mean, this is a if, if brilliant signing because uh, you're getting a player who is world class and motivated to be ready to compete at the World Cup. He is not coming here for a retirement payday. Uh, like this is, uh, it's I, I'm, I, you know, I'm flabbergasted that he joined LAFC or even came. Is to he going to be match fit? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I he was apparently training in Cardiff in Wales with uh, a team over there that was in the championship. And there was a big rumor, maybe like a week before he signed, or the, like this story leaked with LAFC, that he was going to play in Cardiff for a championship team. And it was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I, I would still like, I would prefer he signed at Spurs, but, um, uh, but in this instance, like it's, I think this is a huge win for LAFC. And then you couple that with their other signing, Giorgio Halini, Chow. Chi Lanny, um, uh, and my my joke being that I hope LA Galaxy signed Luis Suarez so he can bite him again uh, in the in the El Tráfico. Uh, but again, another proven winner, and I whew, they're already in front in the supporter shield. Like I think this is a I think this is going to be LAFC's year. Speaking of Gareth Bale, guys, derailing. What's your favorite Welsh band? Anyone? Anyone? I don't know if I know a Welsh band. Uh, okay. Super furry animals. Know. Oh, Jesus Christ. No one cares, Randy. <laughs> Lots of people like those. Hey, <laughs> your kids. Ask your kids if you had them. They would know them. Yeah. There is Super no way furry. LAFC. There's no way LAFC wins the thing. They are the West Coast New York Red Bulls. That is so Metro. They are not winning. Oh, I... I mean, they did win it once already, didn't they? They won the Supporters' Shield. <laughs> they have not won the Cup. Okay, so that's what you mean by the league is the Cup? Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay, okay. Red Bull has won the Supporters' Shield, too, multiple times. Yeah, but they yeah I, I'm with you. They don't win the Cup. Although I would have said the same thing about NYCFC. Wow. Yeah, uh, I think you're wrong. I think they're going to win, and... Uh, I think Gareth Bale is going to come on and that team is going to explode. It looks like um, Carlos Vela re-upped his contract and signed an extension. Uh, and they still have another open DP slot. So uh, Speaking of I... speaking of smug fucks, Carlos Vela. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my favorite. With? That's my favorite Welsh band, Smug Fucks. What? The Smug Fucks? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Uh there is another band I know of uh, that is a screamo band, uh, Funeral for a Friend. They are from Wales, uh, and uh, they are nice dudes. But anyway, so if you had to get stuck in an airport with either Carlos Vela or Clint Dempsey for six hours, and you had to like sit with them and hang out with bad beer, who would you pick? Oh, God. Uh, Vela, because I think he would be too busy combing his hair to pay attention to you. He'd be, he'd be easier to ignore. Greg? Um, oh, that's really, really difficult because I think uh, Dempsey's a total wuss and a pushover and I can make fun of him the whole time and he would have nothing to say except like, oh, yeah, I'll say that. I'll totally take Dempsey because I could challenge him to a rap battle and totally win. 
Oh, man, that's good. Uh, I would take Clint Dempsey because I believe that I could talk around him and make fun of him the entire time and he wouldn't know. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And then I would ask him about his failed transfer to Liverpool because he wanted to play Champions League football and never did. <laughs> oh, sick. Oh. Um, that was when Fulham had him and he was crushing it at Fulham. And then he tried to force a move to Liverpool and it almost happened, but they couldn't make it work. And then he was like, well, I want out. And then he went to Spurs and actually played arguably well. And it was fun to see it because you're like, yay, an American playing in Spurs. And then when he came back to MLS and went to Seattle, he could eat shit. Fuck that guy. Anyway. Um, so I think LAFC wins the league and the supporter shield. Greg disagrees. Randy, any thoughts? I, I don't think that I disagree as well. Greg you and I are going to win anything. Pitch. Uh, I don't know. They might win the shield. They might win the shield. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you and Greg being on the same page is really weird. I don't like it happens more than you think as, as long as the timbers are never in the running for the supporter shield. I don't care about that trophy. <laughs> I care what? about it because it gets a CC. Um, it gets a Concacaf Champions League. There you go. There you go. No, I care more uh, about man. Open Cup. Do we talk about uh, um, Sacramento advancing? Oh no, we didn't. You should <laughs> say a little bit about it, Randy, because I, I like. Can't, it. I can't even remember who they played. They what? What MLS team did they beat? What? Which team was it? It was the Galaxy, right? Oh, I think it was. Right. It was. Yes, it was. Oh, it was right after, or it was around the time that we t- drew with them. That's right. That was so, so delicious. Um, <laughs> this is the best description. Uh, I I know the the last round played out last night. I I don't know if the Sacramento. Um, if oh shoot! Bracket. They beat, they beat San Jose in the round of sixteen, and then they turn around and beat. The Galaxy in the quarterfinals, their semifinals against Sporting KC on yeah. July 27th. That's that's they could win that. Are um, we all Sac Republic fans for the rest of the summer? Uh, I, I am so. sure. Yeah, uh, it's it'll be it'll be funny if those guys make it to the final because I mean that was the shoe in for you know like oh they're going to be the 26th yeah and then it was like it's not happening it's not happening and then. And then they eventually withdrew, I guess, um, during COVID, right? Yeah, it was something with the ownership group and the like building a new stadium and uh, there's and yeah blah, there's blah, some there's blah. some kind of something behind the scenes that we're not privy to because for you know like five years or whatever those guys were the obvious choice for the next expansion team and they kept getting passed over and so I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it would be great to see those guys win Open Cup. Yeah, I think I don't have any sort of any affinity for the town of Sacramento or anything. I just think it'd be great. It's kind of a shitty city. It's kind of shitty. Downtown's fun. The railroad district's fun, but outside of that, yeah, (laughs) the hobo district. Yeah, yeah, the hobo district is an awesome spot. Put your rucksack over your shoulder, tie a spindle to a stick, and hop on a box car. Yeah, free feces for anyone who wants it. Boxcar Greg. A a Mm -hmm. deuce juice, if you so prefer. That's that's my favorite Welsh band, Boxcar Greg. (laughs) Uh, We we stepped out of the car to go to the game last night, and my sister-in-law was in the car with us, and she stepped in some feces. What's the word? Actual human poops? I mean, it it had to have been mixed in the mud or something, but... (laughs) 
because it was just smelled so bad. It was the worst. And she had it. Um, she had like open toe oh, shoes on. They were like plastic no. sandals or whatever. <laughs> I know. I know. It was. So Fortunately, we had stuff in the car to get her mostly cleaned up. But yeah, it was like oh, looking <laughs> awful. Oh my god! Oh, your sister-in-law got deuce juice. Oh yeah. man, oh, there is so much poop. It is ridiculous. When me and like we go on like city walks pretty much every weekend from northeast to downtown and. Uh, even in sections of town where you don't expect it, the amount of actual human feces on the ground is just like someone shit on a window. And it was like, how did you like, whatever, man. Anyway, uh, I do have, we have to jump to predictions here because I have to go pick up uh, uh, Brianna from the airport. Um, so I, I apologize. Next That's match okay. is away versus Nashville. Nashville is in the Western conference this year. They are sitting in, Fifth place uh, with how many points? 26 points on the season. Uh, I'm going to say 2-1 loss. I was also thinking Um, 2-1 loss, but uh, just to be different, I'm going to say it's a 2-2 draw. uh, Look at Jonathan updating the notes. Good job, Jonathan. Yeah, there we go. I do. I do. I contribute. Um, I'm going to go with a 3-2 win. So I think we're going to ride high on the last two, two wins and uh, squeaking out and holding on to the win after the, the red card is a sign of maturity and being focused. And I think that's going to ride through. And I'm Josh in West Lynn. And I say it's 14, nothing. (laughs) 14, nothing. Is that a win or a loss? Or or didn't watch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no score lines um so when's that match when is that match is that on the third of july or is that I on this jur- is that this weekend journalism's journalism uh that is sunday july 3rd at 5 30 p.m pacific okay and the next match is versus seattle when's that match that is Saturday, July 9th at 1.30 p.m. in Seattle. So, Randy, what's the scoreline? That is a 2-2 draw. Ooh, I like that. Greg? 3-1 to one Portland. We always went away. Ooh, I'll take it. Uh, I'm I, go... I believe, uh, fun fact, it's not that fun, Portland versus Seattle only the away team has won since 2018. Wow. Whether that's oh, in good. Portland or in Seattle, only the away team has won. So Tuilama will be back for... Yes, uh, he will. But shoot, man, a bunch of guys. Uh, we might lose somebody else next week. Okay. Um, huh. That's good to so know. Yes. I am uh, I am. I am confident, and I think we're going to have a 4-3 to three win. It's going to be an absolute cracker. I think I'm going to be up in Seattle with my uh, brother-in-law's family watching that game. Nice. Are they I Seattle be... supporters? They are. I mean, they didn't start supporting them until they started um, winning. <laughs> like, but uh, so they're sort of fair weather. But nowadays they're winning everything, so they're always going yeah. to games. I had a conversation with a 
member of another Seattle soccer team, Seattle area soccer teams, SG, and he did not have nice things to say about the Emerald City supporters. Hmm. Oh, yeah, they're not. I mean, like this guy's rich like Jonathan. He's got kids, but he's he might be richer than Jonathan because he worked for Microsoft for a long time. Uh, uh, It's they're not. Yeah, they're not sitting in the in the in this Emerald City group. They're like, you know, fancy seats. That's the way people should be. Um, we civilize people. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, to I'm my knowledge, Jonathan watch. doesn't have a horse and a and a Porsche. So, uh, at the Ooh, recording, at the time of recording this, uh, Seattle is only one place ahead of us. They're in seven, one point too, and only one point ahead of us with twenty three. And they play two less games than us, right? But they have two games in hand. Is yeah. the issue? Yeah. yeah. So we can make up for that by with a with a, a win away, uh, and that would be amazing. Uh, I am not going to watch that game because I will be drinking. Uh, in we're going to be drinking the bourbon at the Bourbon Trail in Kentucky. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So Thanks for inviting me. You're welcome. You're you're totally welcome to come. Uh, it was actually really expensive, so I would love to split that a third way. Um, <laughs> uh, we're going to do quite a few distilleries. It's going to be uh, a quite quite a trip. So, uh, with that being said, so we will now hold ourselves accountable to our predictions because we wrote them down and we will know. And Josh won't have any predictions, even though ninety nine point nine percent of the time I don't even think he understands this sport. So. <laughs> uh, with that being said, I'm going to bring us to our our closing song. Right, let me do the credits. You can get a hold of us, portlandvanity at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail, 503-583-4235, or on Facebook at Portland Vanity. Um, go ahead, Jonathan. All right. So the closing song is So Long by the Do Nots featuring Frank Turner. So the Do Nots are a punk band from germany they never got big in the u.s uh and frank turner we played a song for them before i am actually really good friends with do nots in real life uh and this song so long i have chosen it in in an homage to to morrisonic who is taking a uh uh a hiatus and so so long guys uh we will miss the banter and now all we can do is just rip off from other podcasts are you sure they're not called the donuts uh, they're definitely not called the donuts. Okay. This is like your third Frank Turner song. How yeah, many Frank Turner songs do you get? What if you love them so much? Uh, it, is you not marry a, it is not a Frank. It is a do not song. Watch the video. All right. And you're going to love it. And you're going to be like, ah, oh, this is actually a really good song. And the guy who is uh, hanging out with Frank Turner in that video, his name is Ingo. Uh, and he is a very good dude. Um, and when my parents would go to Germany, years ago uh they would go hang out with ingo and watch his dog he's a he's a really good dude is this, does his dog do tricks or something no he, like um i mean that dog is dead by now um uh but uh no he's just a good dude uh, i love ending a I'll podcast you- talking about a dead dog that's yeah. amazing <laughs> all right hey. uh, crushing it all right, guys yeah all right bye everyone see ya hit stop Shut your eyes now The world is better with the lights out This is our time now To create an environment
Greg was just going to go pee, but clearly he's dropped. Oh, nice back. Yeah, I went and peed and then I poured another beer. Oh, nice. I am drinking a Sprite Zero at the moment. So, okay. One minute uh, or one hour and so 67. I got the time, Sam. So we can now jump back to our. What were we talking about before? 
we were talking about it's two guys on the roof yeah two guys on the roof and right prior to that which will actually flow into this next part that josh was supposed to cover but since he clearly doesn't care about the podcast and go screw himself um uh, we were talking about transfers and ones that you would make in midseason to to put Timbers in contention for uh, MLS Cup. And 